0: everyone, and welcome to the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast special episode. I know we haven't done one in a while, but here we are with probably is the most polarizing, hyped, take-days-off-of-work game of last year. That's right, we're reviewing Just Dance 21.
1: <laughs> now,
0: I think the set list is kind of lacking. It's not as good as some of the other ones. What about you guys? What do you guys think of Just not
2: enough Dance? Katy Perry for me.
1: Agreed. Yep, wholeheartedly. <laughs>
0: And of course, guys, I'm joking. You guys are all here to listen to us talk about Cyberpunk 2077. And if it's your guys' first time here, first off, I'll introduce myself. My name is Barry. I'm one of the co-hosts of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast with my other co-host here.
2: Still Craig, still here.
0: And we have a special guest. This person is the resident cyberpunk expert. Mm. No one knows more. (laughs) No one's played more. I don't think anybody
2: anywhere has played more. (laughs)
1: I'm scaring the average time played. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Our
0: residential Cyberpunk 2077 expert, Rachel, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited to be the the, the pro side of Cyberpunk. I know you guys have had (laughs) your mixed opinions on it.
0: (laughs) It's definitely going to be mixed, but trudging through the game after the 1.1 update came out uh, last week, it's not terrible, but we'll get into that. So before we get into everything, I also just want to give a gigantic spoiler warning. All things about the game will be talked about, and if you don't want to hear about it, play the game and we'll wait.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting. Go. I'll be here.
0: <laughs> Rachel is the residential cyberpunk expert, how long do you think it's gonna take him to finish this?
1: Uh I mean I mean I got all of, I got every single ending. Uh, I did every gig and side quest I didn't do all of the NCPD scanner hustles because I thought that it would kind of be a waste of time. I didn't collect all the cars but I've done everything that's relating to building the lore of the of the world uh, and that clocked me in around um, according to my game I think it said 150 hours give or take <laughs> but if you're just gonna kind of like fly through it, I think you'll get you'll get maybe 30 to 40 out.
0: Yeah. So we. So I'm just trying to make conversation while we continue to let the player play the game <laughs> and wait
2: for them. Yeah. If 150
0: well. hours, yeah, like, wouldn't that almost be, uh, from where we live in Pennsylvania to California and then back, isn't? Mm, yeah,
1: it's maybe about yeah. there. I think. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's, but I think what's crazy though, comparing like all three of us though, is you can have. A very straightforward experience in like say 20 hours or you can get really lost in it and spend the next hundred that's pretty crazy
0: mm-hmm. and that's a joke we're not going to be waiting any longer i nope. think we I think, I think i've given you guys enough time like if you haven't already beaten cyberpunk 2077 i really don't know how much of like a quote-unquote pro gamer you would be <laughs> so. speedrunner So nevertheless, we'll go into it. So I kind of broke down everything with gameplay, story, graphics, and of course all the drama that came with the game. But something that we all go through kind of at the same way is the beginning. Well, I guess depending on the class you pick. Right. I picked a corpo male, Craig and Rachel.
2: Go ahead, Rachel.
1: Uh, I also picked the corpo background at playing as female V.
2: Weird. I thought I was being like... The normal one because I picked sh- the street kid as a male. I thought that was like the one that most people picked, but apparently I was wrong. So, how did so what was your beginning like,
0: if you can remember it? I know it's been a while since you've played the beginning of the game, yeah. but
2: um, mine started in I'm trying to think. I, it started in a bar. Um, you take a contract to go steal a car, um, and then you, when you're leaving to go to this area to pick the car, you take a drive with a guy that I'm totally forgetting his name, but uh, he was somebody you worked with previously because you had been in the city and left and then you had come back. Um, And then when you go to steal the cars, when you first run into Jackie is how mine started. Okay for corpo
0: which would be the same for i'm not sure if it's going to be different because rachel did play as a female mm-hmm. you pretty much started a huge corporation poor thing you're this huge corporate guy <laughs> and i think he's one of your friends quote-unquote friends in the corpo world and he tasks you with um what's the word for it I guess, kind of releasing information on a rival company's head person so that way either um, you guys okay. could move... Yeah, so that way you could either move up or um, destroy the person. I can't remember which one. And you end up going to a bar where you're getting drunk with Jackie and the the person you're trying to sabotage, their security comes up to you, finds out you have the information, and then you end up just giving it giving them the information in order to spare your own life. And then that kind of sends you on a montage of bangers before getting into the main quest.
2: <laughs> that's that's crazy because, like, the first time you meet Jackie is, like, you're getting in this car and you go to start it and then Jackie, like, rips open the door and, like, throws you out of the car because he's also trying to steal it. And then the, the police show up and you both get arrested and that somehow makes you best friends. Oh, wow. Um, that, like intro which i'm assuming like the flash forward it was probably different for us like you guys was probably different than mine um but like that section where it kind of speeds through like hey this is what you guys did for i think it was like a year or something like that in the city like doing all these different jobs was like a big bummer for me because it looked cool and i was like i wanted to do that Like <laughs> we don't need to skip over that let me do that but they, they just kind of give you like a 80s montage of all these cool things yeah. you guys did. <laughs> did you get? Did you get the same thing?
0: I, th- I think we did. I think that montage is similar. It's okay. A montage of you and Jackie going and doing jobs, and then partying. Yeah, I think that's what that montage just was.
1: Yeah, a lot of benders.
2: Okay, there. Was, I think there was one point you're in like his mom's house eating food or something. I had that, but yeah, I was like and i guess that's something that could be done later as dlc possibly um i know the voice actor for jackie said that he would be willing to reprise the role and i think that would be the really the only thing that would make sense to do with him would be to do that area of that you know period of time that you guys were kind of raising hell all over the city
1: yeah yeah, I would agree with that. I think there's a couple different ways that they could go about with uh, with DLC, but all of them follow some sort of, uh, I would say, a timeline that's not the one that we're following with V. Like, uh, I could imagine uh, Rogues, uh, following Rogues' storyline after mm-hmm. Johnny gets taken out at Arasaka Tower in 2023.
2: Yeah. They could do a lot with Johnny in DLC as well. Um, but I think for me personally like Jackie was one of my favorite characters um, but you really don't get to spend a lot of time with him
1: <laughs> yeah agreed i loved Jackie it was so with the with the little time that they gave you with him they really made you like him it was it was pretty impressive how how attached you could get to him in a, such a short amount of time mm mm-hmm. mhm
0: yeah, what, we'll, what I'll get to there is the then for the game, you end up all going through the same quest where you end up getting hired to retrieve this super secret uh, biochip from Asaka. Or wow. Arasaka. Yeah, Arasaka. And it's a company, it's super huge, they're super rich and everything. The job ends up getting too big. You get the chip, but Jackie ends up dying, giving you the chip. You get betrayed, V gets shot in the head, then somehow gets rebooted because of the chip, and then therefore you have Johnny in your head, which yep. Johnny is played as Keanu Reeves, if you didn't know that for whatever reason.
2: Uh, side note with the whole getting shot in the head and dumped in the, uh, in the dump, did you get the uh, same vibes I did that I was playing Detroit again?
1: Oh, my God. I absolutely was thinking I'm so <laughs> glad you brought that up. I was wondering if I was the only person who was getting flashbacks from that.
2: I'm like, wait a minute. I already did this in Detroit. Hold on.
1: I need to pick up a whole bunch of parts and shove them in my head now, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that I like that whole mission, right, of trying to steal the biochip. I thought it was pretty cool. Hiding in the wall was pretty interesting. With uh, That's the first time you see Adam Smasher. That's his name, right? Adam yeah yeah I thought I think he's a cool like villain type deal except for the fact that you don't really see him again until the end right yeah I feel like they could have used him more but uh that yeah that whole I like that whole thing running out and jumping down the roof and I thought it was done really really well it's a good way to really get you into the game and like after that I was like super pumped I'm like yeah this game's gonna be a ton of fun from there. Oh, yeah, I think it was a
1: really, <laughs> really good setup. I think one of the reasons uh, that they didn't include Adam Smatcher as much, and I think you run into him maybe uh, once or twice after that, but the reason that I don't think they included him in more of a, a large capacity is because he's a little bit of an Easter egg for people who played the original tabletop RPG and the relaunch Cyberpunk 2020, because he was uh, an antagonist in there as well to Johnny Silverhand.
2: Well, there we okay. go. I learned something new. Come now, I'm not as in depth in the lore, I guess.
1: I did some <laughs> crash research. I'm I'm familiar with Cyberpunk Red, the most recent Jumpstart that they that they did to gain a little bit of excitement for Cyberpunk when it got delayed. But I'm less familiar with Cyberpunk 2020 and uh, the original Cyberpunk from I think it was 1989 was when it was first released, the tabletop mm-hmm. RPG. It's
2: crazy. It's been out for a while.
0: Yeah, and then from there you end up. We we all kind of end up doing our own thing for the most part. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll. I think we'll take this kind of into the gameplay area before we start getting into all the different ways you can end up taking the story. Mm-hmm. So with gameplay, I thought this game was a lot of fun, um, and it real. This is one of the most, I guess, um, robust customization options you have this game really adapts to whichever way you want to play if you want to play stealthy you can if you want to play aggressive and just go guns a-blazing you can if you want to be crafty and smart you can i really like the skill tree that this game does because there is a ton of stuff that you can upgrade and go through and rummage through i've i just thought it was a lot of fun me personally i went in as somebody who carried a sword and shot his pistols that's primarily what i did throughout the game
2: okay correct you do no go ahead rachel
0: okay
1: well actually i I had a couple thoughts about that skill tree thing too because Mm -hmm. i i wanted to experience all parts of their combat system because i was really excited to see the way that they were doing it whenever we were going through that combat tutorial and when you go through that first mission with Jackie and everything like that. So I was kind of experimenting a little bit with quick hacks and using uh, melee weapons, because I really liked the the way the katanas felt whenever you were swinging them around and uh, using pistols as well and sniper rifles. I'm a big fan of sniping and and stealth and that kind of thing. So I, I kind of did a little bit of everything as I was playing through the game, but that was kind of my problem was because I had such a varied play style because I was having so much fun doing all of these different kinds of combat, I had pretty leveled skill set throughout the entire game, and that game is it's kind of it's a little difficult to level up, and I think there's a there's a level cap at 50, so you can't get a whole lot of attribute points uh, to uh, to everything. You really need to pick one or two if you if you want to specialize and and not just kind of be a subpar jack of all trades.
2: Right. Um, I think I started that way where I was experimenting like in the different, the three different areas there. Um, I ended up finding a gun, like an assault rifle very early on within like the first one or two missions. And I literally didn't find anything better than that for the rest of the game. Um, so I ended up just using that and I was, you know, crafting to upgrade the gun, but, um, I went more in like the brawler side just because I found that trying to be stealthy, I didn't think worked that well in the game. Um, and it was more hassle than I thought it was worth. So I ended up just running in pretty much everywhere with this assault rifle. Um, once you level up like their brawler side, like I had pretty much unlimited stamina. I could, you know, take no fall damage. Um, I could pretty much rip open any door that I wanted to. So I was just busting down doors and just shooting people. Um, I did like using the, the swords and the melee weapons too, but it just, that was like my one, I guess, complaint about the weapons was that you get so many of them, but none of them are really that great. Um, and you just end up either using them all for parts to craft or you sell them for money. But yeah, I was, it was kind of a bummer for me that this gun I got just ended up being like every gun I got was like, well, it's not as good as this one. So it was even doing like more damage than trying to use a sniper rifle. So I just really stuck with one gun and it was it wasn't like extremely boring, but like I like to constantly change out my weapons and get better weapons. That's the main reason why I love playing like Diablo. Um, so that was kind of a I guess a, not a huge knock, but that's why I was like, well, I might as well just put everything into Brawler then and not worry about trying to sneak around or try to hack people which i used a little bit but i didn't find that it was that effective but that's probably because i didn't level up that side of things either also i didn't really get too many of uh like upgrades for my body either did you guys
1: like cyberware yeah oh i had every slot filled by really? the time i was done with the game yeah <laughs> i did yeah, the cyberware was so i i actually kind of took an advantage for took advantage of it for a while because i I was kind of the same way. I wasn't really visiting Ripper Docs because I, I was like, I don't have the money for all of these, these right. implants that I need. But then I started grinding and doing all the gigs and everything like that, and I started visiting the different Ripper Docs. And there were some, there are some cyberware implants that, in my opinion, are essential to getting the best experience out of the game. Mm-hmm. Legitimately, I, if I were to replay it from the very beginning, there are a couple I would get from the very get-go as soon as I had the money.
2: Yeah, I know I know like a ton of people said they got like the double jump
1: double jump um, is essential to me yeah. you had to get the double jump
2: and it's funny because like I never bought it did I played the whole game and everybody was like yeah you need you should definitely get that and I, I looked at it I remember the one time I was like oh it's like 40,000 or 45,000 I was like "Oh, I don't have that and then I just never went back <laughs> it probably would have made my life easier though with a double jump
1: it definitely made everything. It made it a little feel uh, like Assassin's Creed pa- parkouring everywhere because I could just. I was like, I'm not going to take the roads for this. I'm just going to jump over every building. It's way <laughs> shorter.
2: That's smart, Barry. Did you use a lot of cyberware or not? So I
0: used the cyberware that kind of lent itself to me. Like I ended okay. up toward the end of the game getting the double blades that go into your arms. Mm-hmm because um, i really liked yeah i really liked the the melee portion of things and i had upgraded myself to where i was super fast i was dodging everything to a point i'll say mm-hmm. and and that's kind of my extent with going through it because like the only time i really used handguns or a sniper rifle is when i was given the option to kind of probably pick off a few guys before going in and ripping them all to shreds And I think that tell says something, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that we talk about with cyberpunk here, but I really do think the way you play and all three of us kind of playing in a different way. Of course, Rachel seemed to have, you know, experienced it all. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I think that says something to where, you know, the game, the game I think was built first and foremost to be able to play however you wanted to.
2: Yeah, for sure. It, It definitely gives you the options. It's, one of the few games that i've played where you can literally play any style you can think of for the most part like i normally when i play games that give me the option i almost always do the stealth route and i'll just go through and just try and pick everybody off one at a time but for whatever reason this game just felt better for me to just run in there like an idiot and just shoot everything (laughs) <laughs> maybe it's just because it looked good you know what i mean like you had the explosions going off and all that and like oh
1: yeah it's good it's a good looking game when it comes to that combat
2: yeah and i should also clarify that like none of us are playing on a last gen console like i know, was rachel, gonna mention that rachel was yeah. playing on pc which she has the best version and then <laughs> barry and i are both playing on a series x so like we're playing new current gen consoles so we, none of us really had major major issues
0: yeah, I guess it kind of depends because we'll get into story. But for me, the game crashed several times while mm-hmm. trying to do the ending. Um, and I'll get we'll get into glitches and stuff later because yeah. it's it, there's a lot to talk about with that. But one thing I did want to ask you guys is I ended up playing the campaign on hard the first time, and it was like it was kind of very frustrating for me just because enemies really did decide when they went God mode and, <laughs> and shot you or shoot the explosive next to you which I do have to say like the game really doesn't tell you what's explosive and what's not it doesn't do a good job of um, you know giving telling you what's explosive near you because I couldn't tell you how many died times i died because i'm running up to people trying to hit them with a katana or the mantis blade and i end up hitting something that explodes and i die
1: yeah i think i died more from explosives like accidentally getting hit next to me than i did from anything else
2: Yeah. yeah yeah i've also there's like i guess it's kind of a joke but like there is a thing about when you get older you tend to lower the difficulty of games um And, like, I I think I played on, like, the normal difficulty. But in general, I tend to play on lower difficulties now because I've gotten to the point where, like, I don't... I'd rather have a good time with a game than, like, bang my head against it trying to figure out how to get past something on hard. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I used to be the opposite way. Like, I might play through a game on normal, but then I'm going to go back and play it on the hardest because I just want to do it. But now I'm just like, nah, I just want to enjoy the story I want to feel overpowered. Um, And there were still times where you go up against enemies and you could tell that like, oh, I'm not a high enough level at all. And it was still a challenge. But like, I just, especially with this game, I had no desire to be in a position where I'm just constantly trying to figure out how to beat one portion of it. Um, There's enough other things that could, you know, annoy me that I didn't need that too.
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i get that i played the game on uh, i played the game entirely on normal i only Mm -hmm. switched to easy once during it and that was through my first playthrough i'll get into it later but i actually i went back uh about 20 hours into the game because i made a wrong decision in my opinion and i needed to i wanted to go back and change it
2: (laughs) you started Uh, all over
1: not all over i I went i went back about about 20 hours I think I completed a couple main missions but it was it was a solid setback uh, but Ooh, in my yeah. opinion in my opinion it was worth it I really wanted to get everything I could out of this game But I switched to easy right before I completed the beat on the brat finale when you have to Mm -hmm. fight the final uh, final guy in the ring there who's all jacked and (laughs) implants just popping out everywhere Uh, because I could not beat him for the life of me. But when I went back and played it after after going back that 20 hours, I kept it on normal. I had uh, cyberware that was going to help me out. I was determined to beat him on normal and I got him on the first try. So it was it it was very satisfying. (laughs)
2: Those side missions with the fights were some of the hardest times I had with the game, trying to beat those guys. Oh, really? Yeah, and I don't know if it was just like I wasn't a high enough level like the game said I was. It said it was like, you know, like the moderate difficulty. Um, But yeah, there was the very first one, like I probably tried that a good 20 or 30 times. And then there was the one, I think it was like the third one maybe that I had to try a good 20 times. I was so annoyed.
1: Yeah, that game absolutely lies to you when it comes to the the difficulties of those beat on yeah. the brat missions, because it'll say this one's moderate, but it's only moderate if you install the gorilla arm cyberware, which is another one right. I think is essential, because the moment you put those on, it becomes like 100% easier to beat them. But if you're just doing it with the melee, I don't think I could have done any of those fights.
2: Right. Yeah, that that like third one that I was doing, I probably did it like 20 times. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna go get these gorilla arms upgrade yeah. because this is ridiculous. I have to hit him like fifty times. He only has to hit me like three. Um and then once I did that, I was like, all right, that made it quite a bit easier. Or you could just completely skip those side missions if you really wanted to.
1: I was a little bit well, that was one of the things that I that I was thinking about. I loved the the melee Uh, combat mechanics that they had they really set up the tutorial well when they were showing you the different things you could do in melee you could you could counter and you could dodge and all this stuff and the only times you really got to take advantage of it was when you were doing these beat on the brat mishes. and otherwise I didn't use like that kind of melee and grappling stuff anywhere else because it was disadvantaged. It was a disadvantage to me because everyone else had guns or swords. So I really liked that we had those missions, but I thought that I don't know how it could have been done, but I wish that they'd put so much thought into this melee system. I wish I had more opportunities to use it instead of just this kind of this side quest uh, quest line.
2: Yeah, I agree. Barry, did you do those side missions at all?
0: No, I tried beat on the brat, and I'm the same way with you, Craig. I ended up, like, and I'm playing on hard
2: Mm, on
0: you, and they they would just destroy me. I didn't have, (laughs) even with gorilla arms, I didn't stand a shot. Like, that was, and maybe I was a little bit earlier in the game. I think that was actually one of the, like, right after the gorilla arms, one of the first things I tried, and I still was getting my butt kicked. So eventually, I just stopped. Yeah. Um, Because I... I, did, I like the challenge of Cyberpunk as and that's why I played it on hard but sometimes when you're facing people it's just they're god tier and you're just you're just nothing it's headshots you die explosions are killing me and the first fight with with those two I'm I'm getting hit maybe 2 3 times and it's already over yeah so it's it, it was hard to do and I got I got frustrated but that's that's the kind of thing where the game doesn't tell you to go out and get gorilla arms or try to point you in the path to maybe do a little bit better. It just you could just continuously fail for the rest of your life and you would never know.
1: Yeah, how to, yeah,
0: how to get better at it. So, you know, I, I guess that's one. I guess that's one complaint I can have with it, just because it there's. There's not a lot of, and you know, maybe they're doing this on purpose. It's not a lot of hand holding. You pretty much get through the main first mission and you're good to go. You do yeah. whatever you want, how you want it, when you want it. And, you know, I've, I, I do agree that the melee system was kind of fun, but I enjoyed way more experimenting with like the futuristic guns that they had. Cause you know, the sniper rifles all sound like Barrett 50 cal's being shot. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, the, the pistols that had secondary uh like fires were also cool and like the auto aim guns was also fun and i did want to ask you rachel did you end up doing the one mission where you find the the one gun that talks to you
1: the skippy the gun that sings uh, uh uh disturbia by rihanna yeah
0: yep yep <laughs>
1: That's that was the gun I used in in the last in the very last mission when I when I did the the quote unquote secret ending because that was the hardest thing that I could do and I set mine to lethal so that every single shot that I was taking was a headshot yeah it, that gun came so much handy and I think it also had a modify a modification on it that scaled it to my level so every time I I was I was pretty high level by the time I did that but it was just killing everybody it was awesome. <laughs>
2: I don't think I no I didn't do that mission. So I didn't get the gun. I played I played without I it.
0: I'm pretty sure uh, if I remember correctly from IGN is where I watched the original video. Like you have to be near it. Like the mission for it to actually tell you to start. Yeah, it's
1: one of it's those not, hidden ones. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's not one of the ones where it's an exclamation point on a map or anything like that.
2: Yeah, I think like there wasn't too many that I had that were like proximity based. I had one with a uh, vending machine. Um oh, yeah. <laughs> he Brendan. You- yeah. Brendan. Yeah, <laughs> Brendan, the vending machine. I thought that was really cool. And I had one with a uh with uh what do they call the are they brain dances?
1: Yeah, the brain dances. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I had
2: one with that where there's like a guy in an alley who's like, Hey, you want to see this brain dance? And, yeah. they- <laughs> and then they end up taking all your stuff and it's the people from at the very be near the beginning, one of the first missions that like you wrecked their safe house and then you have to kind of sneak around and get your guns again but yeah i think like one of the highlights for me was just even though it was stupid and pointless was the brendan vending machine i thought he was great
1: oh that one that one hurt i didn't (laughs) expect for that that tiny side mission that you keep coming back to it had no combat whatsoever i did not expect that one to to kind of tug at my heartstrings as much as (laughs) as much as it did they did a really good job fleshing out brendan as as a character and giving you giving you a reason to be interested in what he had to say
2: Mm -hmm. it just makes me like stuff like that that they you could tell they put a little a decent amount of time into like if they would have had all you know the time they needed to finish this game what other things we may have gotten that would have been pretty cool
1: yeah
0: and now we're gonna so with the talk of the side mission stuff we're gonna get into the story of it and and again, this is heavily spoiled. This is probably the most heavy spoiler part that you're going to get from this part of the podcast. So, again, if you don't want to hear about it, just you should probably just stop from being completely <laughs> honest. As much as I don't want you to, you, you probably should. And with the story, what I'll say is I did, while I was kind of busting through the entire campaign, I did end up doing a couple side missions. And I have to say, I think this game does side missions better than the main story um, and you end up like some of the side missions for that you do with Johnny I end up caring more for him at the end and mm-hmm. then yeah. pro- I probably should have even though the ending itself is kind of a mess and I know we're going to get to the ending part eventually here in story but yeah I, ju- I just think that cyberpunk does a better job of fleshing out the other characters around you and making you care about them
1: yeah Yeah, i think the side missions the side quests that you get are essential to that game. that's why i don't really i i understand the main quest line is maybe 15, 20 hours uh, if right. you're going pretty fast through it? But I don't like to think of it like that because you're not getting everything you need to be getting out of that game if you're only doing the main quest lines. And that's why that's that's why they put in that thing there where they're like, wait for this person to call you. It's to force you to do those side missions that have so much lore and story into them and they build this world so well. And there's there's one side mission I'd like to talk to you guys about uh, later on, but it you're right those side missions really make that game something special
2: yeah i off the top of my head like i enjoyed the the story arc with Delamain. um i thought that was cool uh, i was a little a little obnoxious having to track down all the cars oh yeah um, but i think like the payoff was cool um, you
1: like the portal easter egg <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> yeah um that was really cool uh you know for me I mean, do the, do the romantic options are technically side missions, right?
1: Technically. Yeah. But yeah. I think <laughs> you need to do all of those to, to really right. get the best endings.
2: Right. So like, I thoroughly enjoyed in my instance, every, all the missions I had with Pan Am I thought were fantastic. Um I ended up not doing all of the side missions. Um I did a decent amount of them, but some of the ones that like, I just didn't care as much about. I didn't do like the, uh, was it the mayor or the guy who was becoming mayor? Oh, yeah. I did a lot of those. But I think what happened is I you get to the point where you find out that, you know, they're pretty much erasing and re putting new memories inside, you know, him and his wife's head. And I think the answer that I picked, like I was trying to please Johnny with my answer. And it just kind of like abruptly ends those side missions. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I messed that up because <laughs> i was just like i chose the answer just to like not tell him the truth um because you know you have like johnny being like don't tell him don't tell him it's not good if you tell him and i was like okay well i'll do that and then it just literally like ends that that side mission there and i was expecting more like i was expecting to be able to go after the people who are trying to change this guy's memory but it, you just don't get that option
1: yeah that's one of the biggest I think that's one of the biggest criticisms I have of the the way that they do narration in this game because there's not just that because I'll put your mind at ease no matter what you choose you're going to get that really abrupt cutoff from the mayor yeah. and his wife Uh, but that's a really good example of this. The same with Claire uh, Mm -hmm. in in her missions, as well as uh, Regina, Regina the Fixer. The problem I have with all of these is that you go through all of these, I mean, Regina gives you those cyber psycho missions. You have to go through the entire city looking for these cyber psychos, and I kind of figured, like, maybe we'll find out why Regina is so... Hell bent on getting these, getting these cyber psychos, uh, and why she she wants to find a cure for it. And I got through the entire thing. Nope, nothing. I didn't get any sort of ex- explanation. Same with Claire. You get this. I loved Claire. I loved Claire's story. I loved her setup. Uh, I loved the way that they portrayed her, and I loved that they had a trans character that didn't revolve around her being trans. But then she betrays you at the end and like that really that really hurt i loved her character i hated that she did that to me and kind of just brushed me off but then after that she doesn't treat you any different differently every time you go to afterlife <laughs> and i thought that that was such an oversight like this a lot of people i could imagine really attached to claire because her missions were pretty personal and you did a lot you did a solid five of them or, or so in these mm-hmm. different these different towns so it felt like a really weird oversight that they would kind of not even update her character after you went through all that. Because if I were V, I wouldn't be talking to her ever again. Right. <laughs> like I, right. wouldn't, I wouldn't have her just be like, oh, yeah, you want a drink? No, get away from me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Barry, did you end up, like, I know you at one point, like, you were just trying to beat the game. So I'm curious how many of the side missions you actually did.
0: Yeah. So I did a lot of the Evelyn and Judy uh, stuff I did. I went through and I'm not sure if they're side missions or not, but really like the Johnny thing where you end up getting the band back together Mm -hmm. and and playing through that. But what what I really liked one like first about how the game even plays still is one of the first missions when you're looking for Evelyn, you end up going to the strip club. And you end the, the mission thing says to go meet up with one of like the, the strippers, or um, I, th- I think that's what they are at least, or prostitutes. I actually don't remember. But
1: the dolls, they, the dolls. Yeah, the yeah. dolls. Yeah, they
0: tell you to go into that room and meet with them. And instead of doing that, I did something completely different where I never went into that room. I snuck my way through everything and got to the bigger boss. And that mm-hmm. boss told me what what to do and i really really liked that i really liked the fact that i didn't have to i found another way to beat the quest i didn't have to just do it uh, do what it told me to do and i'm not sure if you end up speaking to the boss in the end or not but i really like the fact that i felt like i earned my own ending with that mission in a way right but
2: I think you, you know? do. I think you do still end up talking to him. I'm trying to yeah, remember. You, but... you
1: do end up talking to him. I'm I'm really interested. I didn't know that you could you could uh completely skip that part. That's really cool.
0: And now and now I feel like I didn't get anything unique. So now I just feel. <laughs> now I feel no, stupid, you did
2: because bro. you you skipped a section and it still worked, mm-hmm. which is cool. Whether they intended it that way or not, you still managed to get around it and it didn't yeah. break the game
0: because <laughs> <laughs> everything breaks that game at least it's early true. on uh, yeah. it's true <laughs> but yeah like i ended up doing all of pan am stuff i mm-hmm. ended up like i i really really enjoyed getting like um the band back together and having that kind of thing with rogue because um, eventually you know um it, it was funny uh, going through, you know, I'm in a relationship with Pam, but then in the whole Johnny side quest thing, you have the opportunity to give Johnny control
1: mm-hmm. during
0: the entire thing. And
1: on your drive-in it, in date.
0: Yeah. The drive-in <laughs> date. And I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking to myself like, Oh, wait, I'm not the one cheating on Pan Am. That's Johnny. but Johnny's, <laughs> playing,
2: with my, but Johnny's
0: playing with my body. So I don't know what's going to happen. Here. and. You know the drive-in date was cool, and and it was really sweet. And it's just too bad that you know, kind of afterward, that that quest line kind of abruptly ends in a lot of ways. Because uh, after after even trying to do that, Johnny's like, "Oh, go, go do the band. Screw Rogue. Go go and get the band back together." So it it kind of sucks that I didn't get to f- do more with them. But you know, I. I really liked getting the band back together too. Going into the like the the club thing where one of John's Johnny's band members are trying to get dirt on some cyber people. I don't I don't remember the organization's name because you meet them early on in the game, and you know you have to sneak out and get it, and you know you pick between bandmates and everything like that. It's it's a long story, but I just they did a good job of like, and I reached an understanding with Johnny that Johnny was going to hand me over my body. Like no matter what was going to happen, Johnny was on my side and we were going to, we, we were going to end it. But before I get into kind of the ending portion of things, like if you guys have any other side missions you want to talk about, you can go ahead.
1: Yeah, Craig, you
2: oh. <laughs> go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Uh, I kind of want to, I want to preface preface this with saying one of the things that I kind of kind of have a, as a part of my my motif as as a gamer is that if I really like a story or aesthetic that's going on in a game, I can kind of forgive less than great gameplay. Uh, and that really came in came in clutch here because I was so engaged in this story and these side missions that uh, I'm, one of my biggest things is I really I really like the idea of of analysis of a of a video game story or a narrative in general. I love a narrative story, the way it plays in culturally to our society and how that message affects us. So, and I think Cyberpunk did a really really good job of setting that up. There is one side quest that people started talking about with with really good reason because it feels like it comes out of nowhere and it is it is the weirdest thing ever and that is the sinnerman side quest where you find uh, you actually get hired by a guy to kill a death row inmate uh, before he reaches or he wants to kill a death row inmate because uh, this inmate killed his daughter or something like that. Mm-hmm. And when you get to that first quest, you don't you don't really think about it because you're like, okay, yeah, we're going to kill the guy because this guy hired me to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you choose not to, the guy who who hired you gets killed, and you get to know this this inmate, <laughs> and you find out that after he was after he was put in prison, he uh, he found God, and he's basically a born again Christian. And you go through this whole thing with him where he's like, he's like, I know I'm on death row. Uh, I kind, I want to apologize to the people who were affected by my actions, the the families of my victims. And then I want to be crucified as Jesus was. And I've hired, <laughs> I, i People apparently found out about this and a brain dance company came and they're like, We want to put a nice brain dance wreath on you and capture the feeling that you get when you're getting crucified. And it is the strangest <laughs> yeah. kind of really dark side quest, and it real it ends with the guy getting crucified. And throughout the entire quest line, you can either choose to boost up his his faith and his convictions or make him question whether or not what he's doing is the right thing. Now me, I I didn't want him to, I didn't want him to die feeling like like it was all for naught, but I was also really bitter that this entertainment company was trying to make money off of this man, this man's death. So in the very last bit, when you talk to him before he's about to get crucified and you're kinda, he like asks you to pray with him. There's certain dialogue options you can choose that Uh, lower his convictions but one of the things you can choose to do is you can choose to be the one to crucify him and it plays the entire thing out and you you (laughs) press the quick time events to hammer the nails into into his wrists and to into his feet and you watch him you watch him for a solid 30 seconds as he dies and I had absolutely no words for it. I, I was like, I was like, who, who includes something? I've never seen anything to this degree that is, that is so. It, the only thing I could really compare it to was in, in Outlast. I mean, when you have to like cut your own fingers off, there was just yeah. something so visceral about it. Especially being in first person, and and the guys screen, The, the act, the voice actor was phenomenal. His screams were so real. It was. It was very unsettling. It was the kind of thing that if it was something you were sensitive to, you could not watch it. Right. And I, I, yeah. I just don't have anything else to say about it other than <laughs> what, who, the, who whose idea was this?
2: Yeah. Who wrote it? <laughs> so I also um, chose not to kill him. So like, I went on you know, that original, like, hey, I want to kill this guy. And then I chose not to. And then the guy who gives you the quest gets shot. And I did all that. And like multiple times throughout those multiple side missions, you have the opportunity to pretty much decide with him or not side with him or help, you know, boost his ego so that he goes through with it. Cause that's obviously what the brain dance company wants him to do.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, And the thing was, is like the whole time I'm playing it, I'm like, you know, in my mind, I should talk him out of it. But at that time when I was doing it, I was like, I really need money. So (laughs) And like the lady keeps promising, like there's going to be a payout. There's going to be a payout. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to talk him up and make sure he does it. Cause I need the money. And uh, so I went through the whole thing. I did the whole crucifixion. I hammered the nails in, you know, I stand there and watch him die. And I'm like, all right, that, I guess that's weird, but okay. <laughs> and, and then like, you know, the lady is like, here's your money or whatever. And then like, uh she like you leave and then i think maybe a little bit later somewhere around there you get a phone call from her um and for whatever reason like i did everything and i guess this is like i don't remember exactly what she says but like you know we are on this is our based in here so i guess i don't have to worry about language too much but she literally like calls you and and she was like yelling at me She's like, you messed it up. You messed it up. And other words are thrown in there, but like, (laughs) just like yelling at me. And I was like, hold on. Like I did everything she asked me to do. I did. And for whatever reason, I'm still getting yelled at at the end. I was so confused. I was like, I thought I was doing everything that she wanted so I would get the maximum payout. And instead, she just calls and yells at me and is like, don't ever call me again. I'm like, well, I didn't call you. You called me. First of all, but like <laughs> it was so confusing. I don't know if it was like a mix up or something, or maybe I said something earlier that wasn't the right answer. I don't know, but it was very weird. That whole thing is just weird.
1: It Yeah, it's it's a really weird quest line. And so yeah. long you have to do something yeah. to do at least four of those quest lines. They really make a point that they're like, this is definitely a feature that we want you to experience as a player.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it was the most exciting side mission, but I was just like so... Intrigued, I was like, "Where are they going with this? How is he going to kill himself?" And then he gets to that last one. I'm like, "Oh, okay, we're we're hammering him on a cross." Okay,
1: it definitely draws the win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's weird. It's something that like you could bring up to somebody who played. I bet you a lot of people are like, "What are you talking about?" I I don't know. I never got that side mission.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you could even say the same thing with River. Like his his entire side quest, uh, and he's he's the he's the straight uh, female the love interest river is and you can go through the entire game without ever completing his quest line because they it is ex- exclusively a side quest that it has no tie into the main story unlike carrie or pan am or judy mm-hmm. uh i definitely wanted to experience rivers rivers hold side quest i wanted to do all of the all four love interests and his was really interesting uh, but it kind of it kind of hit me that i'm like if i hadn't if i hadn't like walked down this road or had kept clicking on the undiscovered uh, locations, I probably never would have met him and never would have gotten to see this really neat quest line about him tracking down his lost nephew, who was a victim of a serial killer. Like,
2: Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, and also just as a side note here, like my last side note on the side missions or whatever, we're, (laughs) we are now in the year 2021. We have been through countless you know, consoles and iterations of games. And how is it that in this day and age, we still can't get sex scenes that aren't awkward? <laughs> like What is what is going on? Why is that so hard for people to figure out?
1: Wait, so tell it, me, why did you find them awkward?
2: I mean, I would say that this game, out of all of them that I've played, like, obviously, you and I have a love for Mass Effect. Very, you like Mass Effect as well. Um, yeah. Those, you know, were pretty well done right those scenes i think these were uh i guess you could say they're a little bit more tasteful but i just something about video games and sex scenes is just entirely awkward and i don't know if it's just like the first person view maybe (laughs) i don't know if that's it but like like the pan am one was just awkward Uh, like we all saw it right I or would you imagine just-
1: having sex in, in in a tank would be <laughs> awkward in any situation. Right.
2: Right. <laughs> but no, I, I totally
1: I understand what you're saying.
2: I don't know. I just I, there's gotta be a better way. Um and I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of it is just like cheap thrills. You know what I mean? Be like, oh, look at this. But I I don't know. It just they always feel so awkward. And that one was specifically in the in a tank where, you know, her her like her pickup line is like Hey, we can both jack in and fill each other's feelings in this tank. Oh, God. You know what I mean?
0: It was actually (laughs) feeling double. So apparently, they're calling it sensory. (laughs) Oh, oh my God. That (laughs) that had to have been good, I guess. Like, they had to have a fun time, I guess.
2: I guess, but I don't know. It was just so awkward. And then, like, it abruptly ends because you get shot at. And I'm just like, what are, wow. Okay. What a mood right. killer. <laughs> right. I did a lot of work for this relationship to get, <laughs> to get this weird, awkward scene that ends super abruptly, even though it, even though it ends abruptly, it goes on for too long. I, I don't know. Somebody's got to figure it out a better way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I definitely think that I mean, I always feel awkward whenever I'm watching sex scenes, specifically Andromeda was super awkward because (laughs) there's way more nudity than I expected there to be from playing the original trilogy. But I was I was pleasantly surprised and very impressed with the way they did the sex scenes in this game, because in any situation, first person is going to feel weird. It's going to feel like you're you're watching VR porn and. And like that in of itself feels weird, especially when you're playing a game like that. But the animation, as I was watching it, you didn't get any of that dead-eyed stare that you have <laughs> that issue with, like in a lot of Bethesda games, which I know yep. is that's, it's really difficult to capture the humanity in a character's eyes in a video game. And those scenes were so well animated. They, they looked real. They, the... The overall feeling of it, it felt was it was say, very You were gonna say they
0: felt real. <laughs> that,
1: that was that was the word I was, like... I was gonna, gonna say. But like it, in in reality, it felt less like a sex scene in a movie, and mm-hmm. it felt a little more realistic in the way that they were. It felt like you you were seeing people, not video game characters. That's what I'm trying to say.
2: Yeah, I, I get it. Um, and I think all the characters, like I can only speak for Pan Am because that's the only one I did, but like I think her as a character was done very well um best girl yeah uh, absolutely
1: i disagree Um, respectfully but okay
2: (laughs) uh you know the only the only knock i guess i would have against her as a character and it's not her herself but the way they set her up is that they went with the Megan Fox transformer scene when you first see her <laughs> <laughs> just uh trying to fix her her truck bent over her truck. I'm like, oh yeah, my God, saw, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, we, s- right. we saw this in Transformers already years ago. We've been there, done that, and people were upset about that. But like, it, I wasn't like upset about it, but I was like, okay, we've we've seen the this before in a, a female character who can you know is uh, good with cars. there's other ways they could have done it but that that this first thing i thought of was like oh the megan fox look okay here we go (laughs) but she was such a great character i didn't yeah yeah, i didn't mind
1: (laughs) i mean yeah there's a reason that they that they made her whole thing give her one of the endings because she's she's a fantastic character actually i was i've never whenever i first heard that i i kind of expected whenever i was listening to cyberpunk i actually didn't um I didn't, I only watched the cinematic trailer. I had almost nothing going to the game. I didn't want to have any uh, anticipations or expectations, which now I'm thinking was a good thing. Right. Uh, but I was under the impression that you could sleep with a lot more people than you could. <laughs> so when I found out there were four main love interests um, who you could have two for each gender, one depending on how you were playing. I was a little disappointed. I, I was like, what if I like what if I don't like the the love interest? Then what am I going to do? I'm just I'm missing like a key component of any RPG I like playing. Right. But this is the only time I have ever liked every single love interest in a game. I really liked I, I loved Carrie's character. I thought he was so funny and so so well fleshed out. I loved his his whole vibe. I loved Pan Am, obviously. River is a massive simp, but I have a, a soft spot for him. And I romance Judy. Judy is 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 absolute bae, and I love the way that that they set her up. But I was I was impressed that they that they made these characters that were not only like video game style of good. Looking, but they were really well fleshed out and developed a a nice relationship. Except for River. River, don't tell me you love me after one date. Come on, (laughs) get it together.
0: (laughs) And before we get into probably the ending part, which is will be the most discussed here, like what I will say is, I really and I said this about like Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and other podcasts, but like Jackie's funeral, I was left pretty speechless with with that. Like it's it's how you get a car early on. But uh, Jackie is Spanish and his family is Spanish and I'm Spanish. So I understood like everything that was really going on. And I just thought it was really, really sweet. Yeah. Um, Like Jackie's mom and how they do everything with that. So I I had to mention that because that's one of the like probably the side mission where I was where I was probably the most emotional out of any of them.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. that, That was a really that was a really wonderfully done scene.
0: So then with that, we're gonna go ahead and get into the endings, which uh is probably kind of one of the other more talked about parts of this game other than the bugs, because one, like uh the endings are a lot of them are pretty sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's a few of them that are like that were pretty good. So I I only experienced two endings. My first one was of choosing Pan choosing to raid the facility with Pan Am and that's when my game crashed a lot like uh frustrating amounts of time when my game crashed there and i really like what they did you plan a whole heist you drill through a bunch of stuff with you know Pan Am and saul the leader of the alcaldos Al- and <laughs> and it's it's just fun and you know i ended up pairing up with alt to help me of you know get my body back and you know in the end uh, you know and i have to ask is adam smasher the final boss for all of these endings or no
1: yes yes okay
0: so um like adam smasher like was the one boss i only really had any difficult difficulty with if i didn't move out of the way of his area rocket move i'd die but uh you know i when you uh it's specifically in Pan Am's ending where you know I'm just literally when he when he jumps down I'm just slashing him to heck yep. <laughs> uh, like he's he's not going anywhere and by the time he even gets to his second phase um he's at like 10% and I'm just running around killing and cyber hacking everything else so and Pan Am's ending is probably one of the happier and better ones and I like what they do with the ending cuz one there are there's a lore in the game that talks about how there's maybe a cure for this stuff in Arizona, which could be DLC.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and figure and you know, somehow healing yourself from it all. And the other ending I had is I decided to storm and trust Hanako, Arasaka, on my own. I didn't trust anybody else to do it. And you know, that ending was really frustrating. Oh. <laughs> Um, did uh, Rachel? I know you probably got this ending. I'm not sure if you did, Craig.
2: No, uh, I only did the Pan Am one. That's the only one I did.
0: Okay, with this, with what ends up happening is you trust Hanako. You end up, she ends up fulfilling her part of the deal. But in order to get like Soul Killer and everything else out of you, and get Johnny out of you, um, you're stuck in a space station where, for I think a good 30 minutes, you just do the same thing. Over and over, oh, she was such and a freaking over and and like of and <laughs> in in a way Johnny really didn't even like leave you at all because you still kind of are haunted by Johnny in in some of the cutscenes there, but uh, when. Luckily, I got the Pan Am ending. I was happy with what I chose, but like that one specific, like I felt like I was going insane <laughs> with with the space station because they, if if you don't start freaking out, you just start going through the same motions day in, day out, day in, day out. And, you know, in, in the end, you know, I should have probably known better that that ending wasn't going to be that good because it's, you know, Arasaka, they're kind of a bad company and overall there, but it was... It 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 kind of just sucks, and I'm not sure if it's with the secret ending either. But all of these endings, you end up finding out that like your body has kind of just completely seen you as a virus in a way, and the really the only way you're gonna stay in your body is if you stay there. One, you'll die in a couple in a couple months by winter. A lot of these things say, or you let Johnny take over your body and he he gets to live so no matter what you know at the moment V's kind of crap out of luck and really doesn't get um really doesn't get a chance to live other than if rachel says uh they're the secret ending <laughs> is another, that's yeah a, that's I th- a better more interesting thing
2: i think like since i only did the pan am ending because you know, when you get to the point where you have to pick what you're going to do. And I immediately, I was like, well, I need to Google and see what the good and bad endings are. And then I was like, <laughs> you know, everybody's like, oh, well, Pan Am is one of the good ones. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just going to stick with that. And like, it, that's the quote unquote one of good endings is you get to leave the city with Pan Am. But even then, um, you're still like, well, you only have a couple months to live anyway. So you did all this work too bad. You're going to die anyway. Uh, <laughs> and again, they may change that with DLC or whatever, Cause they do kind of give you that little glimmer of hope that like, Oh, maybe we can find something. I'm like, cool. Maybe I'll have to do everything. I just did all over again in DLC. Cause that sounds like fun, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I liked like going off with Pan Am. I thought that was cool. I thought, I thought it was done well. I was just kind of annoyed that like my options were either give out over to Johnny and die pretty much, or you get a couple months. I was like, Oh, well, where's the good part? Where's the good ending? Unless it's, their way of saying like, well, you get to spend a couple months with Pan Am. So that's better than nothing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm fine with the ending. I was just kind of like a little bit bummed that there wasn't like a definitive, like you cured yourself. You're good to go. Unless that's the secret ending. I don't know.
0: I should say, Rachel, you're you're the definitive person on this. I'm interested mm-hmm. to see what you ended up going through.
1: Uh, okay. Uh, please please bear with me. I have I have a solid amount to say about the endings mm-hmm. and the way that it's set out because I, I thought they were really brilliantly done. Uh, first of all, I think one of the things that I personally didn't pay attention to but i really wish i had now was misty as a character you don't see a whole lot of her and you do this whole quest with her where you're finding the tarot which were beautiful by the way i'd love to get prints of those uh but as you're doing that and you come back to her and she does a reading for you and everything like that uh she does a reading before your arasaka mission uh if yep. you choose the arasaka ending and before pan ams and she is the number one source of foreshadowing in the entire game because if you go th- through the arasaka ending, she will straight up tell you, "I don't see good things in your future," and that should tell you that the arasaka is the worst of the uh endings that you actually go through a final level with whereas Pan Ams there's a lot of hope in hers uh and even in the ending uh video scenes if you if you do if you uh Choose to go back into your body if you go with jo- Johnny and Rogue. She'll even say she'll say something that basically implies, Oh, there could have been a better ending. Maybe you should do this again and try for something different. Uh, so I thought that was really interesting. I didn't realize it until I thought back to it, but Misty's tarot is a really good way of the game trying to tell you, hey, there is a better there's another way you can get a better ending. And we want to tell you, we want to push you towards that. Even when you do Pan Am side quests. They really push this idea that Pan Am is inviting you to be a part of the family. And none of the other side quests have anything remotely uh, welcoming as that. She, she really presses this idea of you can be a part of this family and we will take care of you. So that's another clue that Pan Am's ending is the best ending. And I will say, I... Listening to you talk, Craig, uh, I hear you saying a little bit of like hesitance about like it's yeah, it's like it's a happier ending, but Mm -hmm. there's there's kind of a rough spot to it. Having played through all those endings, I will tell you to say that like Pan Am's ending compared to the others is a ray of sunshine (laughs) because I actually did Pan Am's ending not two hours ago when I finally finished everything in the game. And I purposely put it last because I knew that it was going to be the happiest ending. It is the only one where I ended actually ended up with Judy staying with me. And it's also the only one where there's an explicit hope for you from Pan Am that you might not die in a couple months. Uh, so that that's just a neat narrative thing that I noticed. I thought I would mention it. Um, I, the first ending that I got was I... I I purposely didn't look anything up I wanted to go with my gut for the the first time around and then I just figured I would reload a save and do the others. So having been someone that I was playing V as kind of a a, I don't know if anyone's seen the anime parasite but like the whole point is that I'm going closer to this person who was originally forced into uh, into my truly my body my own personal bubble. and I'm learning to work with them. And we we are becoming friends and comrades. So I wanted to lean into that interpretation of V. So I chose to go with Johnny and Rogue to to raid Arasaka. And you get that ending where Johnny uh, comes with you into, into cyberspace. And Alt's like, hey, surprise, I couldn't actually save you. Haha, <laughs> come join my body. And <laughs> I, the first time, oh. The first you spiked, time you
0: spiked your mouse, didn't you? You were so angry, you spiked your mouse.
1: <laughs> the first time, no, I was really I was really mad that 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 she did that. I'm like, "Are you kidding me? I gave you all the power of the black wall and you're telling me that you can't even do the one thing that I asked you to do?" Okay, whatever. And anyhow, the first time that I played through it, I chose to Go back to my body. Because when you play through uh, the Rogue one, when you choose to go with Johnny and Rogue, you are playing as Johnny. So when you enter cyberspace, you are seeing V from Johnny's point of view and actually talking to V as Johnny, which I thought was interesting when I played through it uh, later. But so Johnny makes the decision whether or not Johnny goes into V's body or Johnny chooses to go with all into into cyber heaven, wherever that is and i chose for johnny to enter uh and assimilate with alt because i thought to myself the way that our relationship is i figured johnny would want to give the the last time that they have left that's the character that johnny has become as you go through all of his side quests and he he becomes a better man than he was before so i got the ending where i am back in my i am back in my body And (laughs) that one has so it's such a loaded ending when it comes to storytelling, because you as V have accomplished everything that you wanted. It takes place a couple months later. You are living in this high-rise apartment uh, with your love interest, and you find out that you're basically a legend in Night City. You've achieved everything you wanted to do from the very beginning. You have the glory of being the most famous solo in the entire city. And you have basically the power that Rogue has. Um, but Rogue dies at the end of the at the end of Johnny and Rogue's mission. So you kind of take over for her. But you're have this feeling on you that you are still dying, and there's nothing you can do about it, and that has driven a wedge between you and your love interest. And your love interest basically leaves you at the end because they're like, "I can't do this anymore. You're not letting me in. I don't know how to help you anymore." So that really hurt that I got that. Uh, and it was it was kind of kind of a, an ending trying to tell you like maybe what you wanted all along. There's a cost for the search of glory. That's basically what it's trying to tell you. Uh, got that ending first and I was like okay that was a massive bummer let's really bum ourselves out more let's go for the suicide ending <laughs> um, and before I talk about that I just want to do a content warning for the suicide ending because I, I do want to get into it a little bit uh, I was really I recently had a conversation with my roommate he's playing through playing through a game uh, that actually offers suicide as, a, as an option for the main character and we kind of came to the conclusion that games that have a storytelling perspective where they put an emphasis on storytelling, it is important to offer suicide as an option when appropriate because it it is unfortunately an option. And it actually, it reminded me a lot of Spec Ops, the line, if you guys ever played mm-hmm. that, um, yep. where... Like there's one part in it where you have to save one guy or the other and you have to make a decision or else they're both going to die. And you assume, okay, my two options are save this one guy or save the other. But it's not just that. You can shoot the guy who's telling you how to do this. You'll still kill the two guys. Or you can choose to walk away and it'll still kill the two guys. It's not what you should do, but the game offers it to you as an option. And that's where that's where realism and immersion kicks in for me because I'm getting to do something that I might do in the real world if I was if I was actually this player. So I wanted to go through the suicide ending and see how they they portrayed it. And it was absolutely heartbreaking. There's this beautiful shot of Night City after you you say goodbye to Johnny. There's this beautiful shot of Night City uh panning over the entire thing and then this loud uh sudden bang of the gun that completely shatters it i think i might have gassed actually whenever i heard it because it was it was such a jarring experience and then the credits roll and the video messages are crucial in this yeah. in this ending in my opinion because when you choose in in real life if if you choose to take your life you do not see the effect it has on your on your loved ones and by choosing to make such a serious decision in a game that has no real risk to you as a player i think it is very important that you show the player the effects of the consequences of your actions and seeing these video messages from all of the people around you and they they vary from anger to confusion to frustration to utter gr- like sadness and grief it's all so well done and so important and so real. Pan Am is so angry at you. She, she starts it out by saying, I, I really hope, I, like, I hope I get to, I hope there's a heaven. I hope I get to see you in the afterlife. And she kind of goes off this thing and you see her getting angry and angry. And by the end of it, she says, no, I, I hope there's an afterlife so I can see you again. So I can make you wish you never met me. And she's that angry about the fact that you didn't try and I'm sorry, I might be rambling about this, but I just I really do think that it was an important thing that they offered in there that you could really just give up because if I think any of us were in V's place where you were facing really low odds of survival, you were about to embark on a suicide mission that has no real uh, guarantee that it'll work and you are in so much pain I'm sure there are a lot of people who would consider ending things on their own terms. So I think it was really important that that, the, that CD project Red included that as an ending. That being said, it was utterly heartbreaking. And I was just, I had to put the game down for the night after that because I was, it really tore at me. It was extremely well done. Um, but that's, that's what I have to say on that. Uh, all of the endings are sad to be, to be completely honest. Pan Am's really is a happy ending in comparison. Uh, The ending where you let Johnny keep your body is really bittersweet because you're giving Johnny uh, a, a chance to be a better man this time around. And, and he, he takes it. You actually, you see him kind of take this young man under his wing. He's being abused by his father and he's a burgeoning rocker boy, actually. And, and, then at the very end, Johnny buys him this amazing classic guitar, and then he boards a bus to drive away from Night City. It's a it's it's a beautiful ending when you see Johnny taking advantage of the opportunity that V has given him, and then actually the secret ending has little to no difference to the uh, the rogue ending. Uh, if if anyone doesn't realize, whenever if you have a a uh, rating of close, or a, uh, whatever they call it, a loyalty rating with Johnny, that's a 70% or above uh, that you can get through the quest line of Chip and Ann and doing all of his side quests. If you, when you're making the decision of how you want to go about the ending of the game, you choose, uh, I wanna go with you in Rogue. And then he asks, are you sure we can't go back on this? And if you stay on that screen, looking back from the pills to your gun to Johnny for five minutes, he <laughs> will speak up again and say, it's really hard to to ask people to die for you, isn't it? And he's like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> and Johnny says, we have one more option. We can go about this alone. Go about go out with a bang and just run a complete suicide mission. I will keep you in control. You will have full opportunity but this will be your run and i read that this was an extremely difficult mission final mission to do because you are you're essentially doing rogue uh rogues ending except you're doing it alone uh without any assistance and everyone's harder than they should be uh <laughs> so I, I was like okay i i'll grind for a while i i really want to do this just i i kind of knew that they're wasn't going to be a big difference in the ending but i wanted to do it because i'd put so much time into the game i figured i wanted to to experience yeah, the whole thing it. yeah right. I, I thought i deserved it as someone who'd sunk so much time <laughs> into it uh with the level cap being at 50 i made it up to 47 before i i was like okay i'm ready to go i don't want to grind anymore i had i i we kind of know that you know like the standard for armor whenever you kind of get the best of armor is about 600 uh but with modifications, the armadillo modifications, if you slot those into basically every mod spot uh, in in your in your outfit, I made it up to seventeen hundred. <laughs> so I was like, okay, if I can't get through with this, I don't know what else I'm gonna do. On top of that, if you die during this mission, it it rolls credits and you get the same video messages you would have if you'd uh, committed suicide. So you would have to reload and start the whole thing over again, start that whole mission over again. It's a good 30 minutes of gameplay. What I didn't learn, because I did look up a walkthrough. I didn't want to just go through it because I, I'm because i a massive baby. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, So I did look up a little things and they're like, oh, we recommend you have these cyberware, um, take things slow. You should be using this, blah, 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 blah. I was like, okay, like I'll take things slow. I have a sniper rifle. I'll be doing things from a distance because I don't think I'll be able to use a lot of melee stuff if it's if we have a lot of a lot of waves. The thing that no guide told me <laughs> was that because you are playing as V, not as Johnny, your health, your health cap decreases by about 20 points every 30 or so seconds.
2: What? <laughs> <Nice>. Yes. So <laughs> you have I have to go fast.
1: So I started this mission out. I'm like, kind, I'm like, kind of taking my time, getting headshots on these in these waves. There's like three waves at the beginning of it, uh, getting headshots. And I look up and I notice that my I, my health was originally at like 700, and I was down to like 650. And I'm like, I'm like, what the heck's going on? So I take one of the one of the max stocks or bounce backs or whatever, and it didn't go up. I'm like, I'm like, wait a second, what the, what's going on? I let a little more time pass. It pops up the little window that says relic malfunction. And I see my health go down. I'm like, are you kidding me? Not only this, this the hardest level that like basically a bonus hard mode, but you're also giving me a time cap that it makes it more difficult as time goes on. I was about at half health by the time I faced Adam Smasher alone. <laughs> <laughs> and I did actually make I did get through the whole thing in in one In one try, I actually took a video of it because I wanted to look back at it later. When I got through with all of it on the one try, I was so stressed out that entire time. I'm glad I did it. But the only difference you see in the endings is if you choose to let V go back into their body. They become a legend of Night City, granted with a very limited lifespan. The only thing that changes is that Rogue is still alive in Afterlife. It is a very, very small change. There's really, it's inconsequential. So the only thing you get out of this is saying, hey, I got all of those endings. <laughs> Sorry, I've been rambling uh, a lot. I've been oh, rambling good. a lot. Uh, that, so yeah, please, that please of somebody sucks. else talk.
2: I'm glad I didn't do that. Then. Yeah, that
0: kind of sucks. <laughs> like, I, uh, Go ahead. I was going to say, and a lot of times that we end up playing these games, you know, there's always eventually some sort of ending where you get what you want a lot of the time. And, you know, if if you've played every ending and if you don't get what you want, then I guess it's, you know, we have to live with the somber thing that, you know, no matter what, you know, V is going to die. And right. it kind of, I guess, depends on how you go on your terms. Because I ended up playing this game like... I didn't look up any uh, spoilers either. Like I wanted to take care of me. I wanted to live. Yeah. And um, no matter who, I had to step on to do it in a lot of ways. <laughs> if, you know, it's, if I end up dying, then what's, what's the point of me playing the game? And right. in, in the end, you know, I just wish there was, I wish there was something more to do with like, you know, an ending that was dedicated to Jackie or something like that. Because he, like for the little time that you spent with him, he was definitely like the the bro character, the absolute the absolute Chad Master Muscle Muscle <laughs> Man that you know you, you grew close with. Just yeah, your right you know, hand
1: man. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm.
0: or you know ended up every time we ended up like killing or doing something, it was never you know this was for Jackie. It, it was like when I killed Adam, um, in the Trusting Hanako part you know it's like oh this is for johnny and then when you do it for pan am's mission this is for saul like there's nothing like you know it i really i think they missed a spot where it could have been this huge revenge tale where they killed your best friend and you finally get to the apex and you finally go this is for jackie and you just you know you kill him and somehow that's the best ending or something like that but you know maybe that's just a mark that they missed personally with me
2: yeah And also those, uh, video calls that play during the credits, like I thought that was so cool, especially with, with mine. Um, it was like minor stuff, but I didn't go and finish all of, uh, Judy's missions. Right. Like I did Pan Ams and I did some of Judy's, but I stopped doing them. And like, when she called in hers was like, I was like laughing because it was just her calling in and being like, Hey, uh, V, uh, where'd you go? (laughs) <laughs> and I was just like, I just thought like I don't know how many different versions they have of these phone calls, but like yeah. Evelyn's
0: body's just still passed out in a bed. <laughs> yeah,
2: like I had done enough that like I had seen a lot of. I forget uh, the last one I think I did is when you went and uh to wherever that one guy works, and you can decide to either kill him or let him live. um But I just thought it was funny that like something as small as her being like hey where'd you go like we still had stuff to do and i was just like oh peace i'm out of here you know i'm going with pan am you don't matter <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i just thought those endings like they had to have done a, a ton of different ones and i thought it was a, it was a really cool touch to put in the like the credits area
1: oh they were so good that was such a that was such a great call on their part
2: yeah absolutely
0: so, we kind of, we've definitely been talking about this game for a while here, mm-hmm. so what I what I want to go ahead and do is, I guess, overall, like, opinions of the game, and I'll go first here sure. with, with how I feel, like, I want to play more of this game, like, it's not, like, definitely when more patches come out, and when the DLC and the next-gen console update comes out, I'm excited to return to Night City, maybe in how it was supposed to be enjoyed, but... You know, the reason we took this long on the podcast is because I had it, I really wanted to have like a GTA style immersion to the game, but and things like whenever V coughs, there's no blood when they talk about blood and I'm like, well, where is it? Did I, you know, (laughs) that kind of thing. And when talking to Rogue in one of the missions, she gives you a biochip, the biochip is like in her hand, like it's melded to her hand. (laughs) Um. And all the game-breaking glitches and crashes, because you know, in the podcast that we put up this week, I had to go through one of the game-breaking glitches and had CD Projekt Red, you know, not put up a workaround. um, I wouldn't be, I I still wouldn't be done with this game because I'm not. Of by the by the time you have a chance for one of the green, uh, for one of the glitches, game-breaking wise, you're pretty far into the story if as if you're doing other side missions as well. So I didn't want to have to start all the way back and you know, I I know everybody's expectations were so high for this game and I think in a lot of ways I think they I think they met it. You know, it's and we're playing on next gen consoles and I get that. And I get the fact that anybody playing on a base PS4 or a base Xbox 1 is not Playing this game, right? Uh, or can't even play this game, and that really sucks for a mass majority of people. Considering that the next gen consoles, you can't even really grab, right? Or they're hard to get still. Yeah. And I, I have a feeling that six months from now, when everybody has the next gen consoles, hopefully, and these, and Cyberpunk ends up being updated, and they finally go, okay, this is the more perfected version of it. I, I think a lot of people are going to go, okay, you know, we judged this game harshly, it came out too early, and we really enjoy it. Because a lot of things I enjoyed about this game, um, it's just too bad that a lot of people can't. And CG Product Red betrayed a lot of people's trust when uh, by releasing this game and not really showing that this game did not run on current-gen consoles. And, and you know, with that, lessons are learned. and now we compare everybody to the fact that (laughs) you know you don't want to release your game too early or you're going to end up like this and you know the the game the game was even so broken for the first time ever retailers accepted refunds on an open disc game yep so it you know and, and that says a lot to how popular this game was going to be what it could have achieved and maybe just like everybody's kind of disappointments for the ending, it just didn't reach as high as, as we all hoped. Damn. Damn. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I think I, I've said this multiple times, but I'm of the opinion that they should not have released this game on consoles until they had their definitive next-gen version of the game. I don't think they should have released it at all on the older consoles. I think they should have just waited until it was ready for Series X and PS5 and released it then um maybe i know it would be hard for them to only release it on pc but in my opinion they should have just waited to release the game then until it was ready to go not even worry about previous consoles and just go that way um i had a lot of fun with this game i just got to the point where i felt like the constant phone calls about cars and all that stuff was just too much uh, yeah like that's where like I I was going through and I had my way of doing things where I would go through and do all the side missions and gigs that it said I was leveled for and then once those were done I would go and do one of the main missions and then I'd rinse and repeat and knock out all the side missions that way and I was having a good time but it just got to the point where you would do one and four more people would call and it was just too much and i I just got to the point where I was like, all right, I'm just going to see the end of this game because if I keep doing these side missions, I'm going to burn out and I'm never going to beat this game. And I want to at least see what the story is. So I think once the definitive next gen version comes out, whenever that may be, I think I'll go back and do the rest of the side missions. Um, but I think this is game is going to be a lot like no man's sky. I think it's going to have, it's if they're going to fix it and then everybody will turn back to liking it again. I don't, you know, I think the game is good enough. The story is very, very well done that it's just a shame that the bugs and all that made it unplayable for a lot of people and just, you know, made a lot of people just not even want to try it. So I would give it in the state it's in right now. I think I'd probably give it like a solid, like seven out of 10, maybe six or seven. But again, like it has the potential once they fix it to be an eight or a nine for me. What do you got, Rachel?
1: Yeah, I I definitely agree. And it's I mean, I played it on PC. I encountered very rarely any any bugs. Almost everything that I encountered was cosmetic, and it really wasn't uh, very immersion breaking. Uh, my girlfriend's playing it on Xbox One on a previous gen console. Her frame rates got just god awful, uh, and she actually ran into some game breaking bugs that were that were uh, fortunately patched patched uh, soon, but. I'm also one of I'm one of the few people that liked Mass Effect Andromeda. I know you absolutely hated that, Craig. Uh, uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but I I picked up Andromeda the day it came out. Uh, yep. I played a little bit of it, but then I put it down for a while because the open world was just a little bit too big for me. So I put it down for I think about a year, year and a half and then picked it up again and I had a great time. I was loving the game. It was post patch. I was it it was immersive for me. It was a new story from the Mass Effect franchise. I'm the biggest Mass Effect fan, but also I don't think we learned anything from from that. Like even after Andromeda got all fixed, everyone still hated it. And yeah. and that was also that was also an issue with Bioware that they they were really rushed to get that game out after kind of this it was the deck was stacked against them with losing a lot of their design team to Anthem because they were putting their eggs in the Anthem basket and see how well and that man, that, did that, out. Off. Yeah, that right. paid off yeah
0: right
2: I played through, I played all the way through Anthem yeah you did <laughs> <laughs> I did not
1: <laughs> but yeah I I really hope. I, I really hope that 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 you're right and that when this gets patched people return to it and realize what what an excellent game it is and and how much thought and wonderful storytelling goes into it. But I also know that a lot of people just really love being mad whenever things aren't perfect on the day yep. of launch. And and I definitely I agree that a game should be ready to be played on the day of launch. And I don't think you need you should need three patches before the game is playable. But I also really like judging a game based on its finished project and what a product and really what the developers intended it for. So I'm, I really try not to judge a game based on the glitches it account, encounters on day one, because unfortunately, that's now just kind of expected of games when they come out, they're going to be buggy. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a lot more forgiving. I really hope that you're right, you're right though, that people come back to it. Yeah.
0: All right, and with that, uh, and before before I get to the outro and everything here, Rachel, um, like, do you find yourself when the DLC comes back, you are going to happily come, come back to this game and play it?
1: I think it might depend on the DLC. I personally would not like to see a continuation of V's story because uh, I think I am. I am also someone who really liked the ending of Mass Effect Three. There is there is a certain there is a certain poeticness to. And, and when you get an ending to an RPG, that's inevitable. No matter what you do, you still get the same ending because sometimes it's like that in real life. No matter what you're, it's you're going to get an unhappy ending to something. And I, I really, I really like that. I think it stays true to how how a story would go. So I would be fine with these fate being kind of left open ended and not really, uh, not really choosing a true ending. But if I was to see something that took like a side as a paralogue, like like Jackie, I loved Jackie, of course, uh, or Rogue in post 2023 or any of those side characters really, I'd, I'd really like to I would like to see more of that. I'd like to see how they build uh, that game and how they build that lore. So I would definitely return to it.
0: All right with that guys uh first i want to say thank you to rachel for joining the podcast you were the expertise we needed you played the definitive (laughs) version of the game you experienced everything it had to give if there was anyone to go to i'm glad we went to you you definitely proved yourself useful here and you definitely blew us away with your knowledge for a lot of it as craig and i you know we went through the game but didn't experience as much so you know hands off you know hands off to you here with with everything you did with cyberpunk. And I think like your, your opinion, most of all is definitely warranted here and how you, you know, you experienced everything there was to do and (laughs) that 150 hours in any game is, is saying something. So,
1: Hey, I'm shocked at myself to be honest.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So thanks for coming on the podcast. and we really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. You
1: you really, you can't see it. I'm, I'm smiling ear to ear. I'm, I'm really, (laughs) thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really happy that I got to, got to discuss it with you guys.
0: Yes, of course. And now that you've been on the podcast, you can be a reoccurring guest. So anytime uh, you're looking, you know, you want to get on or you have something to talk about, we're more than more than willing to have you back on here. And with that, if you guys enjoyed this podcast and were willing to listen to us, you know, discuss Cyberpunk in probably the most etiquettely way possible we could have... um, (laughs) You know, thanks for listening. And if you if you liked it, make sure that you share it with your friends and you share the podcast on social media. If you're interested in getting into any of our platforms, we have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Twitch channel that is still alive. I streamed today. Uh, this is Friday, the 28th. I streamed and. You know, we're just playing Kingdom Hearts and just vibing out, I guess, until I I'm eventually going to rage at the game and people are going to want to be there for that. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm playing proud mode and it's difficult. So I'm going to eventually rage and we'll get there one day. But, you know, that that's pretty much all we have. We also have a website, actually. It's HighSensitivityGaming.com. Craig and I post reviews, we post um, opinion pieces as well, and if you're interested in asking us any questions about the podcast, you can create an account, submit it in our question box, and we will read it on air. Uh, By air, I mean (laughs) (laughs) pre-recording. So, with that, I'm Barry. There's Craig. Yep. There's Rachel. Cyberpunk 2077. The worst game ever of 2020 has now been solidified in history. <laughs> and of course I'm joking. Uh, the most talked about game probably for a long time. We, we yep. put a book on it. We put the seal of the high sensitivity gaming logo on the book of Cyberpunk and it's closed until DLC comes out.
2: Yep. 2020 is officially done now.
0: Yep. Thank God. And with that. We'll see you guys next time. See you later.